Dynasty Overload Podcast. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Raz, man. Welcome you in again to another episode of the Dynasty Overload Podcast. Today I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Manny. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. What's good with you, brother? Hey, nothing much, man. Listen, having a good time, loving this draft, loving what happened. Hey, listen, guys, if you guys would like and subscribe, please hit that like and subscribe button. That's what it just let us know that you're out there. Let us know that, you, that you're listening, guys. And just keep us getting you great videos sent to you, okay? All right, guys. We got a great show for you today. Listen, me and Mr. Manny are talking these draft day landing spots and kind of how they're affecting these rookie drafts. So, listen, a lot happened. You know, things that we thought was going to be one way went a completely different way. And, you know, all your experts and all your geniuses that was like, ah, oh, you got to do X, Y, Z, you know, outside of maybe the top three picks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, you had to think about it just a little bit differently. So, um, listen, how'd you feel about the draft, Manny? Man, the draft was crazy. Uh, draft made me mad because it's supposed to be the RB draft. And, like, a lot of us were drafting – in startup drafts, saving our rookie picks to be running backs. And the problem with this running back class is it's super talented, but it's going to take some of these guys two, three, maybe four years to actually pop and be the guy. Like, we've been waiting on a guy like AJ, I mean, AJ Dillon to have his own backfield, right? So a lot of teams are going to have, like, dual backs. Like, like you're going to have two backs per team. But the problem was the landing spots were terrible. How did you feel about these landing spots? You know what, man? Honestly, that first day, I was cool. <laughs> so the first day, I was cool. Draft, uh, uh, day one draft, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. And it was guys that were, uh, I guess they were just thrown off because we were all, I guess, thinking of the perfect landing spots, right? Mm-hmm. And then even when you look at the Mel Kuypers and that CBS draft that we did, you know, everybody's thinking of dream landing mm-hmm. spots, basically where somebody would have, the most production possible. And that's not what happened. So, you know, that's not what happened. And the, the landing spots, guys got a little, I don't know about that one. I don't, I don't know if I like that. And, you know, and I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. And listen, we're going to go through some of these. I'm going to switch over here. Well, not switch over for you guys, switch over for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to see if I can blow this up just a bit. And uh, let's get into a little bit uh, of the rookies. Let me see if I can. Pull. Uh, listen, don't be mad if I, okay. I was don't be mad if I can't pull this up. <laughs> All right, cool guys. Uh, you guys might not be able to see. I'm gonna try to blow it up just a little bit more. Um, so we're looking at our top guy. So most guys or most people's one one is still going to be Mr. Bijan Robinson, mm-hmm. of course. And then from there, the draft gets. A, a little different because we're looking at um, Bryce Young. As a matter of fact, I'm going to start this thing up and just get it. Let's just see what it does here. All right. So, yeah, in most of your drafts, Bijan's going one. Right. All right. So who's going two is 
It's going to be – I'm listen, I've seen a few where Anthony Richardson goes to. Yeah, he has the most upside. And the landing spot was great. And if you're like me and you have a lot of Gardner Minshew shares and you have the one, two, or the one, three, I mean, Anthony Richardson is not a bad pick if you have Minshew. If you don't have Minshew, because, like, a lot of us are going to need our quarterbacks to produce right away. And I think right. he'll be the least – ready to produce right away i think he's a project he should sit out a year but he's gonna play this year he's gonna play this year let's go with him because i think his landing spot was a lot better than most of us thought it was gonna be yep. so let's go with richardson as our number two. Oh, i guess i can't do that here <laughs> all right but anyways let's let's call richardson our number two okay okay uh, select player there we go that was easier right yeah all right so we select our richardson as our number two so that means that we're going to select a uh, consensus player that's going to be next is going to be Bryce Young, okay? Yep. So so now we got Bryce. And let's just go ahead and get Stroud out the way as well. I've actually seen Stroud go one overall, and I'm guessing this is going to be Dillard's choice. This is kind of going to be kind of like how you feel about the player. Right. Now, and, and consensus-wise, uh, we've seen uh, two players go next. So we'll just get those guys out the way because they're pretty easy. So I'm going to say um, either your – you know what? And let me say what I'm really seeing. I'm really seeing Njigba go next over um, over Gibbs. What about you? Yeah, of course. Who has a who has the lifespan? Like, see, these two players are dead even. They're tied. So if you are a team that desperately needs a running back, you go RB because it's hard to get these top-notch. And because the landing spots were so trash for these running backs, Gibbs and Robinson are the two that are going to come in right away and produce from day one. There's Absolutely. other guys that are going to produce, but these two guys are getting the workload day one. So for me, it's like flip-flop. But I will always go JSM because receivers typically last longer in the league. Thoughts? Listen, so I completely agree with you. Um, and that's what the so the only reason and, and listen, guys, I've actually been flip flopped on this as I've been drafted. And it's the funniest thing is because you think I'd be one way, but I've actually been both ways. And I kind of lean towards it based on I try to base it off the, the team, uh, the particular team that I'm actually drafting at the time. So I'm trying to do something like that or or say something like that. So. Here's my guy, or or let's go, let's do this. I am gonna say that because Bryce went to Carolina, mm -hmm. um, that I can see um, somebody being enticed with Richardson going to Indiana because you got better weapons, and I can also see somebody saying, "Hey, well, I like the weapons that Stroud has in Houston better." Mm -hmm. What do you think about Stroud in Houston and and Bryce in Carolina? Bryce in Carolina, I love it. That was where I was hoping that he would land. He has the veteran guys in Thielen and also uh, DJ Chart. Then they drafted him a receiver in Mingo who was shooting up people's boards, which we're going to get to in a minute. It's crazy how high exactly. this guy is going right now. He does not deserve to go that high. <laughs> but it, you know, it is what it is. And then as far as CJ Stroud, he doesn't have the weapons like some of these, like, like a Bryce, but – what they did do was bring this guy, uh, 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 Hutchison, Xavier Hutchison, and they drafted him a, a miniature player in Tank Dale. Um, but he doesn't mm -hmm. really have 
the kind of talent that the other guy has. But he does have a tight end in Dalton Schultz, who I do like. So I think that CJ is going to produce day one, but he's very safe. He's very safe. Uh, I think that Bryce Young is going to outscore all three guys. Uh -huh. CJ is going to be right in the middle. And then Richardson is going to be at the end, but he has the most upside to be the best quarterback out of this group. I think that Richardson probably scores the most points the first year, but I also think he's the one that probably looks the most shaky mm -hmm. as well. So, uh, and, and I think he just gets that just main, solely based off of the rushing. I think he gets more points. Mm -hmm. But like I say, at the end of the year, I'm not sure that you feel good about him. It's kind of like that um, thing that's going on with um, uh, the guy in, uh, in Chicago. What's his name? Uh, the quarterback, the, the quarterback in Chicago. Anyways, the uh, Fields, Fields. So Justin mm -hmm. Fields. So right. the thing that's going on with Justin Fields is that you know he he produces fantasy points, but the thing is you have to understand that if you do not produce actual wins, mm -hmm. you're not going to stick in the lead. Right. So while that might be good for a year or two. You know, it's not it's not long lasting effects. Right. Right. That's so. Right. So I saw people that were upset with Gibbs landing spot and then Jigba's landing spot. Mm -hmm. So uh, before you go in, I'm going to say this. I thought that in Jigba's landing spot was perfect. I mean, this was already an offense that was producing two um, borderline wide receiver ones okay. as far as production, because because. um uh, the other guy outside of um, <laughs> I'm, I'm missing everybody's name up today. Lockett, uh, Lockett, yeah. Outside of B, uh, DK, Lockett was actually still putting up 200 plus points. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. So Lockett's 30 years old. It seems that Injigma's going to be the heir apparent there, but not necessarily doing the same thing that Lockett does. I would say you have somebody that could that could do. Uh, that's a better prototype than what Lockett is doing. So he could actually be either, I would say that that receiving room is probably going to be one and one B now. So one A and one B now. And um, if Gino can deliver like he did last year, that's good. But even if he can't, Gino essentially signed a one-year deal. They'll be moving on. And listen, that which, next year's, I'm sorry. Which is why Seattle should have drafted Hendon Hooker. Yes, he's older. Right. But I, I also feel like they have a plan at QB if Gino isn't the guy. Or but it's always nice to kind of bring in somebody. I guess they wanted to kind of give him like the full vote, uh, vote of confidence and say, hey, you know, you're you are our guy. You are our guy. Uh, we want you to succeed and hit. Hey, here's extra weapons. This is like this reminds me of when the Cowboys drafted CD Lamb. Mm -hmm. They didn't need a CD Lamb. They had Amari Cooper. They had Michael Gallup, who had a good season the year before. Yeah. So this is something similar other than Tyler Lockett being a little older. Right. Um, I think we have to temper expectations on, on Smith this year. He yeah, might you're one. That doesn't matter. Temper it. Uh, he's going to be fine moving forward, but I just think yeah. like Lockett is <laughs> Lockett is still a man. Yeah, yeah, you know, Lockett is nice. Champion here, Lockett is going to be open. Who yep. are you guarding? Who are you covering? So it's going to be days that – each one of these three guys have a big game. They're, they're, like you're not going to consistently produce. Sometimes you're going to see DK Metcalf as the guy that's lost. Right. You know what I'm saying? What did he do? What? How did he produce? So, but yeah, I love the landing spot for JSN. 
Um, I think he's going to ball out, but you're going to see more of it in year two. Don't be surprised if you don't get a Garrett Wilson or a Chris Olave type of performance in year one, because for one, both of those guys were doing it without help. Okay, so in this case, it's different. JSN is being eased in into a good offense that like to run the ball. They drafted another running back. So the opportunities in the past game will not be what people are thinking that, you know, that that is going to be. So you're going to see a JSN blow up more so in year two. But you're going to see guys that are going to want to get out of the JSN in midseason because now they're expecting JSN to be Olave or to be Garrett Wilson. Situation is different. Targets is different. And he might not get the target starting out. Maybe right. later on through the year, things might change. Maybe they move away from Lockett or whatever to open up more opportunities, but it's going to be interesting moving forward. Question for you. Do you think that JSN goes for over or under 800 yards? Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that depends on Lockett. If Lockett, uh, but you know what? Yeah, that depends on Lockett. If Lockett is gone or if Lockett gets hurt, then I'm saying over. Mm -hmm. But even with Lockett there, I say that he gets over five or six hundred yards. And to be and and if you think about this past season, it wasn't a whole lot of receivers that got that got more than that. And, I mean, because all the receivers that got more than that, we we're, we're talking about as basically being mm -hmm. uh, wide receiver ones in dynasty right now. And that, and I'm and I'm talking about rookies. Mm -hmm. So I I think that I think if Jigba has a season that, make, that he gets over five hundred receiving yards. Over 600 receiving yards, I think you can call that success for his first year. You know, being basically the third option out there, I think that would that would be a success. And because you, you can't forget Fant either. And then the fact that they uh, did something else where they added another person that that that, that catches passes too. So uh, you you can't skip over that. And sorry guys, um, I know I got my phone in my hand, but to you know, so we are in. A crazy amount of uh dynasty drafts right now so it's, it's, i i gotta keep my head on the swivel it's it's been non-stop since uh saturday night yeah but yeah and for oh, me oh. while we were talking i got a trade offer mm -hmm. but i can't see so it was like pretty much a first and pollard for a first and a second but the problem is i don't know what first i'm getting so i'm not going to accept this deal i'm not going to look at this deal so he wants my one four and and 24 seconds for Pollard and 110. That's not that's never happened. Right. Absolutely. It's never gonna happen ever. I don't care what what century, what what league, what anything. It's never gonna happen because I'm drafting my JSN at one four. I drafted my team a certain way. See, when I draft my team a certain way, I have to fill in with what I expect to, to grab. Right. So, Basically, who you was planning on grabbing the whole time. Exactly. I drafted an older team with uh Cooper Cup. And Keenan Allen and Brandon Cooks. My only other young receiver is Jalen Waddle. So I have to insert young into this team, or even Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb. I gotta get a Gibbs. So Gibbs, JSN are the picks that's gonna help make this team look a whole lot better. I, I think a lot of people are gonna see. I, I don't think that most people are gonna have one one and or like have a, an option where they can get Bijan and and JSN. I think the Gibbs and JSN is a lot more feasible for most people yep. because you'll be able to kind of trade into those spots. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what I'm seeing. Like I actually have Gibbs and JSN in about two of my leagues so far. And, and I love it. Yep. And I, I, I love it because I, I, 
I definitely believe that Gibbs and let's talk. Let's talk that landing spot now. Gibbs in Detroit with that landing spot. I think it mm-hmm. was, it was perfect. It was great. I think his the only other better landing spot that I could think of was, you could say maybe the Chiefs or I mean because you could always say that's like a dream scenario, like the Chiefs or, uh, or maybe even Atlanta because of what they kind of did with. Uh, uh, with Cordell Stewart, Cordell Patterson, and mm-hmm. I, and that's so everybody that had a problem with uh, Robinson going there, I was trying to point to that Cordell Patterson situation. So where they basically turned Cordell Patterson into thirty uh, year old Cordell Patterson into a RB one all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very interesting. I think that coming up here is where we're going to start getting more into um, maybe discrepancies as far mm-hmm. as uh, the picks go. So. I would say the next consensus pick that I'm seeing is it's going to be Addison. Okay, what do you what do you what say you Addison? Yeah, it's Addison. Um, that's the only pick that makes sense. Um, he's a great player. If you can end up with a, a JSN and Addison, if you have picks five and seven, it's a beautiful place to be. Or if you have six and seven, or whatever the case may be, it's 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 great being in the middle of this draft. This is the one draft where. Anytime you have three really good quarterbacks going, it's going to push talent down every single time. And you don't have to tank to get these guys. That's the beautiful part about it. You can you can be a competing team. You can be a great team. You can move up. Like I've been able to move up and grab a, a JSN, giving up a, a second. I've been able to like trade, like trade up into the spot completely. I, I grabbed two JSN shares today, one. Lamar Jackson deal where I wanted to get younger at wide receiver, ended up with a Jahan Dotson, ended up with a JSN and uh, 205 and Pat Frymuth in a tight end premium to where I was able to use that 205 and draft another quarterback in the name of Will Levis. So in a nutshell, yeah, I lost on the deal, (laughs) but nobody wanted uh, Jordan Love or Daniel Jones. And those two guys are two capable guys at your QB2 spot. So I, I so the, the rumbling I heard was, oh well he's not going to be a wide receiver one, uh, because Jefferson's there, but my retort to that would be, you know, what if he was Higgins, you know, I mean, or or you know, what if he's Higgins, what if he is, uh, you know, something like uh, a locket, you let know. Me, let me ask you this. Yes, sir. If not Addison, then who? Well, okay. Amazing 23 class that everybody told us was so amazing. If you're not grabbing Addison here at 107, you're a fool. So, okay. So let's, so let's, so let's get into that. So let's get into that. So the person, the person that I'm hearing, um, person I'm hearing next. And then I'm, I'm a lot of people are starting to tell me is, is the best receiver in here but i think i think what happened is a lot of people got scared off because of his landing spot is zay flowers i'm hearing that i'm hearing people say that zay flowers is better than addison and better than jigbo and and listen this is going to be personal preference of course but i i will say even if you believe that zay flowers is better than addison and better than jigbo and in one league i did take I, so I'm consistently taking Addison over Flowers, but in one league I did take Flowers over Addison just to give it a chance. But like I said, um, even if you believe he was the better talent, I do believe that him going to Baltimore kind of 
almost makes that pick for you. What say you, bro? <laughs> for me, um, the Ravens, yes, they have a new offense, but has Lamar Jackson ever consistently just elevated a wide receiver's game? Kirk Cousins, we know what he brings to the table. We saw what he was able to do with Adam Thielen. Right. Does Addison have higher upside than Adam Thielen? Yes. Can both guys coexist even with Jefferson? Jefferson is not going to be the Jefferson that we have known and loved the last two, three years, however many years it's been leaving. He is going to have less targets this year. And it's a good thing. If you want Jefferson to last and be in this league right. a long time, you need to lessen his targets in terms of an actual, real NFL uh, scheme of things, not just uh, fantasy. So, yeah, everybody's mad. Oh, my Jefferson shares. If Jefferson keeps going at the pace that he's going now, he's not going to last in the NFL like we think he is. And then what happens when Jefferson gets his money, too? So this is a great move, not just for fantasy, but for real life. Because as you pay Jefferson, you now have Addison on a rookie deal for the next four years. And he's just going to just bowl well. He has that first round uh, capital to where you can also give him that fifth-year option. So it's just great. Jefferson is going to get his fifth-year option. This guy's going to get his fifth-year option. I love the landing spot. I'm never going to take Flowers over Addison, although I do love Flowers a lot. Okay. And I also thought another guy that didn't get drafted in the first round in Josh Downs. I thought that, you know, Josh Downs will be in this area. <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be a Downs and Flowers type thing. Right. It's flowers and flowers. There's no downs next to flowers. So, uh, so, so, yeah, we're not gonna make it here in this video. But I'm seeing, I was, we've both consistently seen downs go. Uh, high, I've seen them go high in the second, and I've actually seen them go in the third, which is interesting. I've actually seen them the lowest. The lowest I've seen them drop is almost mid third, but it was like it was still towards the beginning, but it was like around three four, which is very interesting. But that's something for another topic. Now, this is the question. Who's next, Mr. Manny? Who's next? Um, Who's our next consistent consistent pick? See, here's a guy that I faded is Zach Charbonnet. Before this whole pre-draft process, give me the Zach Charbonnet. Right. Now, right. I'm fading this guy. This is the, the Charbonnet plummet. Because to be honest with you, I was taking Charbonnet where we was taking where, where we just talked about flowers at. That's where I was taking Charbonnet, right at that at that one eight. And in one one of my leagues, I actually made some adjustments trying to get so desperately trying to get to the one seven to 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 secure charbonnet because they told me that you know some of some of the other guys in that league said they didn't like richardson so i was like okay so richardson's gonna fall so i gotta get at least one seven to get charbonnet i've seen charbonnet go mid-second at this point um now so 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 what are your feelings what are your feelings so i'm just gonna just give you my quick rankings of these running backs that are not Bijan Robinson and Gibbs. Don't, well, don't, don't, don't give it away yet. Cause we're going to go, we'll go to a traditional um, uh, 12, 12 minutes. We'll go to the two. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll go uh, 12 picks here. So don't give it away yet. Don't, 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 don't rip the bandaid off just yet. Just give me your thoughts on just Charbonnet's landing spot and what that means for the other court right back to. It was trash. <laughs> I have no yeah. I have no comment. I'm no, it was just ultra trash. Kenneth Walker is a dog. He's a beast. Right. They're not gonna stop giving Kenneth Walker the ball because Charbonnet got right. it. Right. If anything, Charbonnet is gonna be what AJ Dillon was to Aaron Jones. 
take it for what you may. At the end of the day, that's still RB22 to RB24. If he gives you that kind of production, that's great. But that's not a guy that I'm going to take at 1-9 when I can get a receiver that people right. are fading in this spot that would give you a longer lifespan and got a really good juicy landing spot. So for me, I'm fading Charbonnet at this spot. He's a second rounder for me now. Okay. All right. Listen, and I cannot fault you there. I'm definitely you. I, I think that you definitely have to lower Charbonnet. I think if you're not, then you're being a little uh, naive. Uh, but yeah, I think Charbonnet is definitely lower. You, I think you just have to. Yep. So with that being said, since since we can't necessarily count on Charbonnet here, um, who's the who's the pick? Who's who's going next for you? For me, it's between two guys. It's going to be either Quentin Johnston or Devin Chain. Based off of the needs of my team, if I'm in a win now, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go Chain, especially okay. if I need money back. If I'm like in a building, I'm still building, like in the future, I don't know what's about to happen, then guess what? I'm going to go Quentin Johnston because at the end of the day, even if he doesn't pan out, at least I took a shot on the potential. This is a guy that people told me will not go drafted. Mm-hmm. I can go back and play the tape. There were guys that are on this Dynasty Overload podcast that was telling me this guy sucks. This guy's not going to do this. <laughs> and you know what? He's not even going to get drafted. He was not even invited to a, 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 a to a stinking room where you sit there and you walk up to the stage. Who cares about the room? Right. It's all okay. about how the NFL views these people. And the NFL might be wrong. But guess what? Because he got first-round draft capital and he went to a beautiful landing spot, Give me all the Quentin Johnson, even if I'm wrong, because guess what? It's the end of the first round, and not everybody that you grab there is going to hit anyways. Right. Why not try to be on the front end and then be on the back end? And so, Go ahead. I believe that Quentin Johnson actually has the best landing spot out of all the receivers. Like Even though I like Seattle for Njigma, you cannot beat having a, a a top five quarterback throwing your way. Yep. I think I think you can't beat it. I, I love even though I feel as though some of those uh thoughts on Quentin Johnson's tape and his play is, mm-hmm. is valid. Listen, once once he went to that particular spot, I mean to me he shot through the roof mm-hmm. and he maintained his value for me. Okay. For me. I do. I do, however, believe that um, that that our ranking so far is right. I think this is how I would be building, uh, like on a blanket team. I think mm-hmm. this is about how 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 I would build. I think um, my only uh, question mark would probably be Richardson, but I think Richardson's in a good spot here too. So that means that between me and you, because I'm going to agree that our next best player. Is gonna be uh, change. I'm gonna agree with you there, okay, uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, he's not coming up here either. There we go. Oh, now we go chain. So that so that means the chain is now a top ten pick, whereas he was. And this is and listen, this is only up from probably about one twelve to one. Um, so I think he was consistently going about or consensusly going about. Probably two one 
um, around that time. And or you could even say as high as 112 and then as low as about two five. So I think that 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 spot in Miami is the, was the perfect spot for a running back. I mean, uh, in that particular offense, I mean, how, what are they going to do to stop the chain? And the good thing about a chain and I, and I understand it's body mechanics and everything like that. You can't overlook that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're going to have to kind of close your eyes and 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 and, and push the, the, you know, push the, um, the confirm button on on the pick because no one is going to be outside of Bijan. Right. You know, no one's just prototypical, has everything and, you know, every intangible and da, 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 da. you know, there's no pro- perfect prospect outside of Bijan at the moment. Right. So, listen, I'm, I'm with you and uh, we're going to let, you know, just just tell the truth here. I am going after chain aggressively, mm-hmm. aggressively. Like it's, I saw a it's post. Crazy. I saw a post earlier on Twitter, and I'm trying to find it. There it is. Perfect. So let me read you this post, and you tell me if you agree or you disagree. We got five more minutes left. All right. Devonta Chain is a 180 pound running back selected in the third round, which mm-hmm. is great day two. But anyways, Mostert and Wilson are better players all around, and my guess would be that even if a chain gets some run this year, he'll likely get a RB added to the group next year, and that will dominate touches. Don't waste a first. So what he's saying is pretty much don't trust a chain now and don't trust a chain later. What is your take on this? Are you grabbing a chain in the first round, or are you trying to let them fall to you in the second round if you can? How are you approaching this? Uh, I'm a right now <laughs> i com- i completely disagree with that guy um this is this is why because we're going to talk about miami's running backs really quickly uh they got mozart they had um uh i can't think of the other guys wilson. other wilson yep they had wilson and then they had that that uh they had one other guy up there all all of those guys were basically um running backs that they that that had speed that could basically catch the ball they had a type. They're looking for a particular player. They are looking for game changers. They're looking for speed. They are looking to basically blow defenses off the off the field. And a chain checks all of those boxes. Now, will they get somebody, a big body guy to do goal line and stuff like that? Listen, I expect them to. But that doesn't, but they're gonna do the same thing with Gibbs. Is that does that mean that you shouldn't take them? They did the same thing with, with Kamara. Does that mean that you shouldn't take them? I think this guy's off his rocket, and, and and I get it because he's going off of the body size or the body mechanics, mm-hmm. and I and I get that you can go off of that, and and I won't blame you. Uh, but as far as if we're talking upside, then the chain has the, the most upside of any back here. Let me say this: it, when you look at that offense for the Miami, which came from San Francisco, they run a wide zone offense. What that means is they like to get players in in, in space. What that means is they love speed. Right. This guy has the speed to be a home run threat for these guys. The way they envision and using the, uh, Chase Edmonds, this is going to be what Chase Edmonds was supposed to be in this offense. He's a guy that doesn't need a lot of touches to be productive. He's going to catch the ball. He's a guy that can get you about four to five receptions a game, if anything. Then at the same time, he's going to get carries, and I think he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I think he's in the perfect offense for his skill set. Give me all the chain. Everybody doesn't have to be a big back. 
to succeed in NFL. Exactly. Exactly. So so let's finish this thing off here. Um, we're gonna kind of just finish out and round out our top twelve players or so first round in a in a super flex. Uh, so this is kind of what I saw happening, uh, consensus wise. We're in a lot of. I think most people play at least um, half point um, super flex or, or super tight end. I think so. Most of us are playing uh, tight end premium, at least half point, and then uh, then we have Mister Levis here as our fourth quarterback because a lot of people are you know. Listen, quarterback is still going to be king in Superflex. Mm-hmm. This is about what I'm seeing happening here. I think Kincaid landed in a great spot. Mm-hmm. I think that he is um, hands down the better receiver between him and uh, uh, what's the tight end out there? I'm bad with names, guys. You guys are going to know that about me. Uh, uh, Knox. Knox. He's going to be the better hands guy between him and Knox, even though Knox – at this point, may be the better. He's still not even a better box outer either. But he's uh, Knox is going to be the better blocker, so Knox is going to still, you know, have a, a active role on the team. But I think this hurts Knox, and I think that uh, Kincaid uh, will eventually be the future at that position because I don't believe they'll be able to pay Knox uh, tight end like the tight end money that he can command um when they sit there and they look at hey Kincaid is the, is the guy that we want to be able to throw the ball to him there with Josh Allen I think is is a perfect spot uh Levis who we're who we're not big on and landed in Tennessee who doesn't have any um who doesn't have any receiving options outside of Traylon Burks who's unproven mm-hmm. uh to me listen if you can get him uh late first take a swing there I think that's I think that's nice but um He's definitely not going in. I, I don't think he should go any higher than this unless you are just quarterback starved. Uh, I have seen him go as high as I think about one six or one seven. But unless your quarterback starved, I don't think you should be trying to touch Levis. But um, at one twelve or lower, I listen, uh, you know, if you if you have to and you need that quarterback, then we understand what you're doing there. OK, guys, listen, thanks for joining us. We're just talking these landing spots, just getting into it, just dipping our toes into it just a little bit. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Me and Mr. Manny, we out. Y'all have a good one. Got some more shows coming. Remember to like and subscribe, guys. Have a good one.